Hello and welcome back. We're the Horror Movie Crew. My name's Josh. Hello, y'all. Tis Seth here. <laughs> it's Jess. <laughs> welcome back, Jess. Thanks. We missed you. I missed you guys. Yeah. I really miss you. He didn't yeah. really miss you. Yes, I did. Aww. We actually had a picture of you on the table with candles. Wow. We yeah. did. Mm-hmm. We did. It was very, um, what's that movie? Hereditary. You tried to like summon my spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had the Ouija board out. That's sweet. Didn't work. Sorry. That no. was very sad. No. You wouldn't answer us. I'm very sorry. Mm-hmm. I even threw ice at the candle. Wow. <laughs> it made a mess. <laughs> It started a small fire, but we put it out. <laughs> Jesus. It made a fucking mess. I got in all kinds of trouble. <laughs> Abby came out and hit me with a, a cane. I don't know why she had a cane. I didn't even know we had a cane. And she came out and whack. Like an old person walking cane? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were there, remember? I must have missed you that part. Just completely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think she made me leave the room for your punishment. Completely blew my whole story there. Thank you. Wow. Mm. Yeah. This is episode 16. Is that right? Wow. That's what I have nice. on this paper. It may or may not be right. Sounds right. We're finally doing the movie Halloween. Finally. For God's sakes. It's only taken us two and a half months. 15 episodes, but we did it. Yeah, here we are. You can hear the kids talking, but I don't think it's going to pick them up. It's fine. Maybe it will. It'll add to the... Uh, we'll sound like a, a podcast on Elm Street. Yeah. Their kids are always running around. We're in a new locale. Mm. <laughs> We have a couple things to celebrate. One, we've, we're in the new podcast studio, which looks like crap right now, but we're I'm going to get it up to, you know where it needs to be. Right now, we got some uh, paint that needs to be done. and uh, some really cute pictures hanging that's up. That's fine. Yeah, I yeah. love the pictures. Yeah, it's very you. Seth, why don't you describe <laughs> the room to people that mm-hmm. can't see it? Well, I can't see the pictures, though. That's the best part. Mm. You describe the rest of the room, and I'll describe the pictures. Yeah. Um, It's got some varying types of wall treatments. <laughs> There's some wallpaper, <laughs> various colors of paint, some kind of uh, pegboard thing laying on the floor, and a full-length mirror. Oh. And I think that's all I can see. We're at a conference, like a 1980s conference table. It's not in 1980s, <laughs> is it? You think this is that old? Maybe early 90s. Okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> I love this table. It's actually really nice. Like, it's sturdy. Mm-hmm. It's big. Not like that other one we had. Right. That white fuck. Oh, it's right here. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's now an auxiliary table. But you got to have somewhere to put the mixing board. Remember how excited we were when we bought that thing? Yes. <laughs> how we've moved up in the world. Now Jess has to describe the artwork in the room. Ah, uh, yes. There's some vintage framed photos behind <laughs> Seth, directly behind him. Uh, I don't even... Are they, like, in French? Um, I think they are. <laughs> Dart at day something. Yeah. Got some French artwork. Ah, baby, bon cherie. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what that says? Yes. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Oh, baby, bon mercy. And there's a kid standing at the front. It looks like a toy shop or something. Oh, baby, bon marcherie. And then <laughs> the other one's an antique shop. Antiquities. Yeah. I'm trying to pronounce that one. Mm-hmm. Some French decor. I don't... <laughs> I'm trying to be more uh, worldly, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to broaden my horizon, trying to, you know, come off a little smarter than I am. I like it. Yeah. I should probably get words that I can pronounce, though. Or just learn just those. So you can say it when people come in here. Ooh. I yeah. think you need to leave the laugh, imagine, cherish, reach around, pray, 
create, inspire. Yeah. Hope, <laughs> believe. It is very inspirational. I may have threw a few extra words in. Reach but. around. <laughs> we give those out down here. That's what we do. Hmm. Those are very inspiring. I, th I mean, I sit down here, I think, how can I be a better person? And I read those words and it gives me the motivation See? I need. It gives me the motherfucking motivation I need to give yeah. reach arounds. <laughs> well, okay. Reach arounds are always fun. <laughs> how many reach arounds have you participated in? I don't count. <laughs> I keep a log. You've lost count, so that means several. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a diary of reach arounds. Like more than you have fingers? Probably. Okay. <laughs> I feel that you should have a diary for that. <laughs> Reach around diary. Yes. You should start June up first, 1998. <laughs> you should start a podcast and just read your diary of Reach Around. Reach Around, but yes. I, but I don't have. Huh. Anyway, <laughs> Jess, what have you been watching? Whom? I have a, a long list. I had some time on my hands, so I'll start with TV series. <laughs> oh wow! Go ahead. Um, I caught up with The Boys. Ooh. So I've finally finished the well what they have out of yeah. the second season it's awesome um i watched the whole first season of utopia on amazon is that good it's awesome okay i had i added it to my list to watch but it's really good i've never even heard of it john cusack's in it and um rain wilson rain wilson is that the big black fella fish boy fish dwight boy from the office uh who am i thinking of I'm not sure. No idea. The big guy from um, the Green Mile. Oh, I think he's dead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I think he passed away. I think. Ving Rames. Ving. What is his name? Ving Rames. I don't, I don't I know. Think Are I'm you making this up? <laughs> Dude, I think I'm making this shit up. <laughs> is that on the wall somewhere? Jessica, I know you got like 90 movies to go through, so you do that, and I'll look up the actor's name. Okay. From the Green Mile. I also finally watched The Mandalorian, the first season. Oh, isn't that awesome? It's really good. I can't wait. I've waited way too long now. to watch that. I binged that one. It was good. Yeah. I like that it's like only half hour episodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it goes quick. Um, movies, I watched um, Enola Holmes, and that was good. It's good. got um, Millie Bobby Brown in it. Ooh, is it a movie? Yeah. You just said that, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And Henry Cavill is in it, and I can't think of the other guy's name. He's a British, also a British actor, um, but it's, it was good. Hmm. Um, and The Devil All the Time. I don't know that What's one. What's that? With, um, it's on Netflix. Oh. Really good movie. It's it's kind of sad and depressing, but um, it's a really good movie. Hmm. It's got um, the dude that played Spider-Man. I can't think of his name. Toby Maguire? No, the new Spider Man. The new one? Oh, yes. Um, his name uh, is. Me crazy. What's his name? I bet that person right now is yelling at the radio. Yeah. At us. At <laughs> the radio. That's a fucking not name. A, I'm not at myself. But while you look that up, uh, the gentleman's name is Ving Rames. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, so I was correct. Is he dead? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's alive. Oh. Born May 12th. This isn't the guy from the Green Mile, though. <laughs> Are you looking up? Just random. <laughs> it's just a, a random person. Oh, my gosh. Oh, good Lord. Um, anyway. So, yeah, I watched um, a lot of different things. Was it on the airplane? Yes. Yeah. You were just in Austin, Texas, correct? I was. Mm -hmm. And you did not meet Joe Rogan? I did not meet Joe. 
I'm so sorry. It's a bunch of bullshit. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Or Tom Hardy. And also Bill Skarsgård is in it. Ooh. Is he good? Yes. Does he do any Pennywise type things? No. He's kind of a fucked up character though. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. He was like in the war and he's got like PTSD. Oh. Oh, really? It's, uh, yeah. It's a pretty fucked up movie. Um, hmm. Robert Pattinson is also in it. Ooh. He plays a preacher. He uh, does? How do you go from playing um, a vampire to a preacher to Batman? He it's must versatile. be very talented. Oh, he was in the movie um, The Lighthouse. I haven't seen that yet. It's good. Is it good? Mm-hmm. I've had mixed reviews. Really? Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. <laughs> Why did you like it so much? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just different. It was kind of trippy, mm. I guess you could say. It's, it's very tantalizing for the eyes. Ooh, <laughs> wow. It's a sexy word, tantalizing. Okay. It's just wow. a good movie. It's good. I do want to watch it. What, what What have you been up to? As far as shows. Here we go. Whatever, just anything. <laughs> I did finally finish season one of Charmed. Ooh. So I'm on to the new one, new season. How many seasons are there? Just two. Oh. That came out in 2018, I think. Is it still on, or is it one of those that have been canceled? I don't think it's been canceled yet. So they just have not made a new season. Where you get into like two seasons or something, it's canceled. Yeah, Yeah. I fucking hate that. Or you start watching it and you find out that it got canceled. But then you got to watch it anyway. Mm, (laughs) I don't know. That's why I haven't watched uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead yet. Because I'm like, well, it got canceled. From what I've read, there is some sort of ending to it, to where it makes sense to watch it. But Mm. yeah, that's really all I've watched since last week. Mm. Yeah. Anything else exciting going on in the world of Seth? No, just plumbing issues, but we don't need to get into that because <laughs> I'm just pissed off. Uh, he came in here all pissed <laughs> off. He's like, Roto-Rooter fucking sucks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I wasn't going to call him out by name, but they do suck. Oh, I will. I don't give so. a shit. Slammed his shit down. I think that is what I said. <laughs> Didn't he hear. did. He slammed your shit down and Roto-Rooter fucking sucks. Uh, I had a day of it, but we don't need to get in, into that right mm. now. So what happened? Did your bidet like fuck up your entire plumbing system? <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, that should make it better because you're not flushing any paper. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just having sewer line issues. You've been so. blowing off like old crusted shit off your butt. Fuck <laughs> 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 your sewer line up. 30 years of buildup. Shit is full. Oh, uh, God. Hey, neighbor shitter's full. <laughs> then your neighbors are probably looking over like, God, this guy's got like some serious issues over here. <laughs> what would the hell is real bound up? <laughs> oh, because the Roto-Rooter truck that came? Because they keep coming. <laughs> or in your case, they don't. They don't come. That's a problem. Oh, uh, wow. Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I left a very unpleasant Google review. Oh, man. <laughs> You're that guy. I think that'll make a difference. That made me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Can we read it? Uh, no. Come Please. on. No, it's actually pretty long. All it does is explain what happened, so no, we're not going to read it. Do you use any profane language? No. Like, the, you could... <laughs> I'm sure he was very polite. You, yeah, I don't think you can on there. It probably won't post oh. it, I'd imagine. Did you say anything like their um, quality of customer service matches the... Um, type of business they're in it's shitty is no. that what you said no 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 damn but yeah all right anyway um, so that's all that's new with me wow now, about, that, now that you're all upset let me get all mad. pissed off now so we moved i think everybody was aware of that to listen i think we talked about it a couple times mm-hmm. 
Um, so we had this plan, we had this game plan all laid out about how we're gonna move in, we're gonna knock all this stuff out, it's gonna be great, we're gonna be productive. Until <sighs> we move in. And the people that lived here were absolute fucking pigs. So we spent two days just cleaning. Just cleaning. That's it. No. Scrubbing walls no. with Dawn dish soap. That was it. And sweeping the floor. Gross. And shampooing the carpet. I don't know why I keep doing this. Like, this is how you do all that stuff. <laughs> you look like you have a feather duster in your hand. But nonetheless, okay? <laughs> it's a bunch wow. of bullshit. You don't yeah. buy a house from some. You don't sell a house to somebody and then leave it in that type of condition. But, okay, I'm not even going to go into any more details. See, now we're both mad. You're going to have to carry this, Jess. I'm angry. That's okay. I'm like legitimately angry again. But hey, let's celebrate. We have two reasons to celebrate. The first reason is that we're in the new podcast studio that will eventually look like a podcast studio, not some old fucking ladies um, arts and crafts room or (laughs) Sunday school. Do you think they conducted Sunday school down here? It looks like they did creepy things with children down here. Like some kind of class. Okay. Well, we're going to have to move <laughs> to another room. Um, the other reason we have to celebrate is we hit 2,000 downloads. Yeah. And the third reason. Oh, there's a third? It's October Eve. Ooh. <laughs> so we've got a bottle of wine, a glass of wine here. We do have a bottle of wine. Wow. Seth was so kind and uh, gracious that he brought this. Do you want to, why don't you explain what the bottle looks like? Well, it's called Vampire Wine, Ooh. Ooh. and it's got a little cape, like a, I don't know what you call this, material. Felt? Felt, maybe. Felt? I'd call it cape velvet? material. Oh, it's got a cape. It's very cute. It's mm. velvet and satin. Oh. <laughs> velvet and satin? <laughs> and satin. A satin Ooh. collar. Wow. It's very beautiful. I got more than it what is. I thought I paid for. <laughs> Are you going to keep the cape <laughs> and put it on other wine bottles? Well, yeah. I thought you were going to ask if he was going to put it on something else. <laughs> Oh, my dick? <laughs> I could put it on my dick. Dude, you should do that. <laughs> that little dick is not holding that cape up. <laughs> you imagine if you're like about to do something and you pull your pants down and you got a cape on it. <laughs> it would be pretty great. Jess, how would you react if that happened to you? Um, I would probably die laughing. <laughs> Um, I would just probably die because yeah. of I'd be laughing so hard, especially if it was just like a limp dick. <laughs> like I feel like it would be different if it was like a full on, but like if it was just like a floppy penis hanging out of a cape, I'd be like, "What the fuck is going so, on here?" Do you think the cape would be like upside down so the cape like hung freely, or would it be on top? <laughs> I want to um, know the logistics. I feel, of this like, now. I feel like it would have to flop over top of the front. Oh, to be like you could pick it up for surprise. <laughs> surprise. <laughs> oh. oh God. Okay. I'm in a good. I'm in a good mood again. Thank you for that. <laughs> Holy cow! We need to remember to take a picture of this so we can post it on. Um, I took a picture of the bottle. Instagram. Did you get the dick cape too? Yeah, the cape's in it. Okay. So, (laughs) well, hey, here's to the new studio, the new uh, bottle dick cape thing. And for 2000 downloads, I can't believe that people listen to our episodes 2000 times. They love us. Unless it's just your mom. Oh, that's good. Downloading it 2000 times. What I'm trying to figure out if she could even do that. Probably not. She could listen to each episode on what Spotify, 
Apple Podcasts, Google, yep, and Stitcher. Stitcher. Well, you don't technically have to listen, right? You just... I don't know how all that works. Download an account? Yeah, I don't know if you have to, like, even... Like, you could just start listening, I think. And that would count? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not that smart. I don't know. I'm not a smart man. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah. Congratulations to us. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wow, this one's going to run long. Shoutouts. So, uh, we asked on Instagram... What does Halloween mean? But in the actual, um, not comment section, but the the text of the Instagram post, we said to put the wrong answer. So we've got a bunch of wrong answers. We were going to rank them one through five. So I think we should read them. And then how about we just pick our favorites? Yeah. Okay. How about that? So let's pull those up. Seth, you probably don't have a phone because I know you have that rotary dial phone in your house. Yeah, I (laughs) I do not have a cell phone. Um... Hey, Mama Cabra. Are they on Instagram? Look, she's got a vampire dick thing over her face. Yeah, she does. I'm going to like it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all like it at the same time. Like love. Okay, is this like on our... That's Oroville Peck Mask. What does that mean? He's a singer. Oroville Peck Mask. Why does he cover his face? I don't know. That's He wears that mask. He's a um, country singer. I do country love country music. music. You, know. you should listen. He's got a great voice. Is it better than Tyler Childers' voice? Mm, they're different. Oh, okay. Is that the record she put on when we were over there? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, he's that, got a very uh, deep. He's got a, like a Josh Turner type voice. Yeah. So I get in my pickup truck, gonna drive down the road. If my fucking dog barks, I'm gonna hit him into a pole. <laughs> All right, here we go. Our first answer is from our good friends, the Twat Podcast. Halloween means stripper pull in hieroglyphics. Hmm. Who wants to read the next one? Why am I not seeing that? You can do it. The podcast on Elm Street declined to comment. Yeah, fucking Mark. What a piece of shit he is, huh? Says out of fear. (laughs) Holy shit. Josh, God. Excuse me. All right, Frankie from Fear the Talking Queers. Get ready for this. Halloween derives from the old English root word hollow, meaning hole and wiener from the (laughs) Germanic phase phrase wienerwurst, meaning Vienna sausage, but only focus on wienerwurst for Halloween's meaning. Back in the day, when ancient tribes needed protection from the cold winter, they would perform a ritualistic sacrifice. Whichever male tribe member had the worst looking wiener or dick, to be politically correct, would have their genitals removed or hollowed out. Holy cow. The dick was given as a sacrifice to the gods for protection of their livestock and crops from the damaging harsh colds of the winter. In elaborate costumes, oh, they would dread, the tribe would dress in elaborate costumes, I'm sorry, and throw the dick around a bonfire (laughs) as if playing a game of hot potato. They would also hand out sweet corn to the children to plump them up for the winter much like trick-or-treating, thus Halloween. That was very descriptive. Yeah, Frankie from Fear the Talking Queers. That was a really good, I like that one. Should I read Jake's? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead and read Jake's. It says, Frankie has it all wrong. It's actually named after a man, Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween. 
was a local <laughs> confectionery maker in the town of Salem, Massachusetts, like a long time ago. Basically, he was not getting any business because his candy was so sugary, children's teeth would literally turn orange and fall out. It's science. Just go with it. Science, bitch. <laughs> Any, anyways, some bitch down the street was hogging all the children, so Mr. Loween <laughs> would dress up in scary costumes and tell children walking into the other store that they were adopted unless they got their candy from somewhere else. Classic reverse guided... To, oh, wait. Classic reverse psychology. Frightened, the children were guided towards Loween's candy store. I'm fucking loving Loween. Yeah, it's hard to say. When the children took the first bite, all their teeth fell out, and they started running around and screaming, help me, help me. But since they had no teeth, it sounded like Halloween, Halloween. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can't buy that kind of advertising. The town mistook the children for celebrating, and everyone loved Halloween for making all the children of Salem so happy. That's why jack-o'-lanterns only have, t like, two teeth. Those are actually just <laughs> self-portraits of the Salem children, and candy corn is just teeth collected from centuries of Loween's customers. Oh, my <laughs> God, dude. <laughs> I love that. They went above and beyond. Yeah, they did. Wow. I want to meet Mr. Loween. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> I wouldn't. Fuck that. The guy sounds miserable. Seth, did you find the post yet? Yeah, I'm on it. You want to <laughs> read a terrible people, terrible things? Sure. So Halloween is an old English term that roughly translates to hello ween. And we got another weenie. With ween translating to weenie or penis. <laughs> In the 1800s on October 31st, a group of drunk men would terrorize the local townsfolk as they ran around the town dressed only in a whiskey barrel that covered the top half of their torsos, <laughs> leaving their nasty bits exposed. I <laughs> like that nasty bits. They would proclaim Halloween as they encountered one another amidst the cries of shock and terror from the women and children of the town. Some men also wore masks to hide their identities. Eventually, the women and children revolted and began robbing the men of their barrels and any other belongings that they might be carrying. This eventually evolved into the Halloween we know and love today, where some people keep the tradition going by offering candy to children as penance for the generational trauma that many had developed from the olden days of the olden days form of celebration. Oh my god! <laughs> so many. These are creative, though. So yeah. many dicks. <laughs> Penis related. It's the ween. Oh yeah. shit! I feel bad for David because David has to. <laughs> <laughs> Follow that up. Um, David.McCallion.77 <laughs> on Instagram. He said, Michael's birthday, killing Eve. That makes sense, though. Yeah, yeah that does. Short he didn't sweet. have enough dicks in there, though. <laughs> All right, so, Seth, which one was your favorite? Oh, boy. Um, I think Frankie's mm. is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. I knew as soon as there were dicks being tossed around a fire, you were all in. Yeah, hot potato dick. That sounds like fun. <laughs> I don't know. I got to go with, um, God, I liked them all. They were all good. I'm going to go with um, Mr. Loween. I got to go with Mr. Loween. That, that was, that was creative. It's a close second. Same. You went with, so we have a winner. Yes. A clear cut winner with two votes. Jake from Fear the Talking Queers and Mr. Halloween. Wow. I can't believe a podcast on Elm Street declined to comment. 
I'm surprised. Yeah. And losers. Jackasses. I figured they'd have some kind of like Canadian meaning for Halloween. Oh, maybe they don't <laughs> celebrate Halloween. So do they even do Canada. Halloween in Canada? No, that can't be. We'll have to ask them. They probably do. It's probably like in June. <laughs> 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 June 8th. Juneween. Juneween. Halloween. All right, we're going to run through these real quick. Well, first off, thank you to yeah. everybody that participated. Yes. We appreciate it. Those were very creative and a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for spending the time. Thank you, fuckers. <laughs> Truth no dare questions. We're going to do rapid fire round. Ready? Seth, how old is the most expired item in your refrigerator? I just cleaned it out this weekend, so nothing. <laughs> Jess? Um, probably like two weeks. We, I, I could go forever about this. I got to be quick. Rapid fire. Uh, probably everything because Abby and I are terrible about throwing stuff out. Mm. We actually have to check everything we get out of the fridge to make sure it's not expired before we use it. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Well, I don't ever have you over for dinner. If I do, I usually have to buy your fucking food because you're a piece of shit. <laughs> mm. Keep in mind, I owe you $20 right now. Yeah. For like the past <laughs> month. Oh my God. Uh, uh, Jessica, is cereal soup no. No. Yes. It has to be. No. It, mm-hmm. Why? Because it's not hot? Yeah. Yes. There's no cold soups? No. No. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. Seth, what would the theme song be for your life? Okay. So I actually took a uh, quiz online uh-huh. from BuzzFeed and it's Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. Ooh. Seriously? Yeah. That's what it came out with. I would not have guessed that. Oh, no. Hmm. The quiz was fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's why know. I took the quiz, because I couldn't think of anything. Free bird. Free bird? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> is it because of baby and uh, the, the rejects? That's just... it. Okay. It is. Mm. Mine would be, I don't want to wait <laughs> for lives to be over. God, we sound so good. We, we just we harmonize calling. really well. We really do. <laughs> it must be the microphones. Yeah. All right. What character from a sitcom would each of us be? We have to choose for each other. So we'll just go around in a circle. Um, Seth, you'll pick my person. I'll pick Jess's and you'll pick Seth's. Okay. Okay. I said you were Charlie Harper from Two and a Half Men. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I had to think hard on that one. Dang. Charlie Harper. I think it's a douche. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>, really? <laughs> yeah. That's uh the cocaine guy, right? What's his name? Uh what the fuck is his name? One of the Charlie Sheen. Sheen. Yeah. yeah. No. I'd pick for Jess. Um I really want to pick Courtney Cox from Friends, but only because of her you have bangs that she had bangs in Scream 3. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's why. Um I don't know. I didn't put a lot of thought into this. Um, <laughs> who would it be? Who would it be? Who would it be? Somebody from Step by Step. Oh. <laughs> step by step. Day by day. By day. <laughs> I'm going to go with DJ Tanner. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'd rather have Courtney Cox. Okay, Courtney Cox. Fucking How she- about, uh, wait, what's the Topanga Lawrence? Okay, I'll take that. Okay. Yeah, DJ, that's not a good one. <laughs> so for you, um, damn it, I just had it in my head. Mm, should look it up. Look it up. Shake it off. Shake it. Or is it shake it out? Shake it out. <laughs> shake it off. 
I don't know. Shake it off. Shake it off. Jerk it off. Um, fuck. Hmm. Oh no. You know, no, you kind of remind me of though. Have you ever seen Meet the, or, or We're the Millers? Oh, Zach Morris. Ooh. Ooh, I'll take that one. Fuck, I should have picked Kelly Kapowski. Yeah. She had bangs. You can be Kelly Kapowski. How about that? Or what's awesome. the what's the one that ended up in the stripper movie? <laughs> Jessica Spano. <laughs> Jessica, yeah. And her name's Jessica. Jessica Spano. Yeah. <laughs> What was it? Was it Showgirls? Showgirls. Showgirls. Yeah. Where she has that ridiculous orgasm in the pool. Yeah. I yeah. think that's like the last movie she ever did. Well, I mean, that's a career <laughs> ending film. Oh, Spano. Who did, did you, did you have somebody for everybody picked out or just me? I had Jess as Blanche from Golden Girls because she's promiscuous. Ooh. <laughs> wow. That okay. was it. That's all I had. Zach Morris. I think you got the best with Zach Morris. I got fucked with Charlie Sheen. Mike. From Stranger Things. That's who you had me as? Aw. Which one's Mike? <laughs> Finn <laughs> Wolfhard. Ooh, the funny one. Yes. Oh, he's kind of a little bitch in that movie, that show, though. True. Not really. He's like 11. He's Play the same me. way in It. Yeah. He's that kind of character. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I don't even know where I got. Or if you want, you can be... David Harbour. Are you hearing the shit too? Oh my God, we are going to die. <clears throat> what is that? Is that children coming out of the wall at us? <laughs> oh, it's the ceiling. I'm sorry. Are those little French paintings moving? <laughs> I can't see <laughs> they're back. They're back there spinning like uncontrollably. <laughs> no, there's like people moving around in them. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know where the fuck those questions came from, but they were, they, were, questions. they were good. They I were like, fun. I like them. Yeah, I like them too. Let's hop into the Do You Like Scary <sighs> Movies discussion. Okay. So our movie, this episode is Halloween. All of October, we're doing Halloween movies. The majority of them are going to be actual Halloween movies, with the exception of one Krubies we're doing, Trick or Treat, which is still a Halloween-themed movie. True. It as, falls under the umbrella. As Seth talks into his wine glass, his vampire wine glass. Um, so yeah, we all picked this movie. We sat down, we kind of hashed it out. We couldn't figure out when to release each one, but, um, that kind of worked itself out. So perfect. Mm. Jessica, do you remember the first time you watched this movie? No. (laughs) Mm. Um, I was probably, I think I, I didn't never even like watch this when I was in high school. It was like after high school. Really? Uh, I watched all of the newer ones before I watched this. Like Resurrection mm-hmm. and H2O? Yeah. Did you see H2O before you saw Resurrection? I think so, yeah. Okay. My love of Halloween started, this is terrible to even admit. So Seth, go ahead and make fun of me. But so obviously Scream, 1996, sparked, in my opinion, the H2O craze. And then I saw H2O, fell in love with H2O. And then I had seen the other ones, but I thought they were kind of corny and kind of dated. Mm-hmm. The Paul Rudd one is just, oh. But then I went back and I watched them and gained a different appreciation for them. But Halloween H2O, um, you know, admittedly sparked that for me. Mm-hmm. What about you, boss? First time I saw it, mm-hmm. August 15th, 1984. You, wait, you really remember? No, I don't. Oh. 1984. <laughs> no. I was like three years old. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. <laughs> no, I don't. I know I've seen it more than once, even mm-hmm. before we watched it, but I don't remember. 
I think I saw it on like AMC or one of those. Probably not AMC, but like you know how they do those Halloween marathons where they yeah, just like show TNT or USA or one of Ooh, those. Ooh, USA. Yeah. That's probably <laughs> when I saw it first. Yeah. But it is if you don't have an appreciation for this movie, it can be kind of slow. Mm-hmm. I don't okay. know. I, we can we'll talk about it, but I didn't think it was too slow. Okay. Well, I guess you must have an appreciation for the movie then, huh? Hmm? I just have an appreciation for all things Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I even have Michael Myers shirt on. Do just do it. And I have his arm, or his arm. I have his arm <laughs> tattooed on my arm, just his arm. Just his arm flexing. All right. So our characters for the movie are <laughs> Michael Myers, the shape, as it's credited in the the credits, but it's played by Nick Castle. We've got Doctor Loomis, played by Donald Pleasance. Laurie Strode, played by Jamie Lee Curtis. Annie, Nancy Keys. Linda, played by PJ Souls, and Tommy Wallace, played by Brian Andrews. The director's John Carpenter. He's done, obviously, he's famous for the Halloween franchise. Mm-hmm. The Fog, Ghost of Mars, Escape from New York, The Thing, and Big Trouble in Little China. As well as Precinct, uh, what is it, Assault on Precinct 13? I think that was his first movie, but what do I know? Because The Thing's pretty old, isn't it? Um, this oh the thing yeah yes. so he might he was already around a long time mm-hmm. then well Halloween came out in seventy eight right as we talked about in the um Friday the Thirteenth episode it sparked a whole bunch of terrible knockoffs I don't think I realized he did the thing because mm. they actually they were watching the yeah, thing in the watching movie it. so yep. that's kind of cool Time for the synopsis. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just drinking this wine. It's really good. This is good. It's nice and heavy. Synopsis. 15 years after murdering his sister on Halloween night in 1963, Michael Myers escapes from a mental hospital and returns to the small town of Haddonfield, Illinois to kill again. Shit. Holy shit. You guys excited? I am. I'm super excited. I'm really, 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 really excited. I've been waiting for this my whole life. Like when I was born, I was like, I'm going to do a podcast later in life. (laughs) We're eventually going to get to the Halloween movies. We're there. Oh, shit. You've reached it. I've peaked. You've peaked. This is it. (laughs) It's actually my last episode, guys. Recording a podcast in a basement. Did you guys hear that crack? Wow. (laughs) Holy shit. It was just a clean. I want to get into this. I don't want to fuck around. I'm not like Seth. Throwing dicks around fires. <laughs> Hot potato. Scene one, opening scene, Haddonfield, Illinois. Black cats and goblins, broomsticks and ghosts, covens of witches with all of their hosts. You may think they scare me. You're probably right. Black cats and goblins on Halloween night. Trick or treat, bitch. Okay. <laughs> this song plays in the background. I don't know if you guys noticed that or not. We're in Haddonfield, Illinois, 1963 on Halloween night. Similar to Friday the 13th, we're in a first-person view. Mm -hmm. The camera approaches a white house with a lit pumpkin. We hear a girl say that her parents won't be home until 10 p.m. Inside, we see a boy messing around with a girl on a couch. They're getting a little frisky, aren't they, Seth? Yeah, she's like, Michael's around somewhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Suck your dick. (laughs) The boy sits up, and he has a clown mask on. Then they throw it down and run upstairs. Outside, the camera looks up at a second floor window that turns off. There's a light that turns off Mm -hmm. in the second floor window. 
and the score began. Oh, creepy. Dude, this solidified my favorite score watching this movie again. So we got we I think we've been asked that twice by listeners, mm-hmm. but I think that, that watching this again and thinking about it solidified this is my favorite movie score. That's good. It is good. It's great. Yep. It's great. Yep. Did you get it out? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> A little hacky. <laughs> we hear the sharp synth sounds that John Carpenter is famous for and the slow piano notes. Still in a point of view camera shot, we walk into the kitchen and Arm reaches out and grabs a knife out of a drawer. <laughs> we hear the voice say, look, Judith, I have to go. It's really late. And she asks him if he'll call her in the morning. So was that door just wide open? Because that's what it looked like. The back door? I, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it shows them opening. The it door. doesn't. It's all. I'm pretty sure it's open. Yeah. They're just like free for all. Well, Come on in. Yeah, <laughs> that was weird. They should have probably had him open the door. Yeah. But how about Thirty Second Man here? There's. I know. Yeah. It's like let's go upstairs, and he's like, "See you tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> Poor Judith, huh? Gosh. He just lifted the cape up and splat, and then he left. <laughs> he was like. <laughs> <laughs> The boy goes down the steps and out the front door. The camera continues up the stairs as the clock chimes. We hear Judith humming, and we see an arm reach out and pick up the clown mask from earlier and put it on. Now I think we that's see, cool. It is mm-hmm. cool because yeah. through the camera we see basically we're looking through the mask, right? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. cool how it changes. Yeah, I agree. It was a cool. Yeah. It was a cool effect. Um, through the mask we see a messy bed and Judith in front of a in front of a um, mirror brushing her hair naked. Butt ass naked. Butt ass naked. Oh, I thought she had panties on. Oh, I think she does oh. have panties on. <laughs> panties. I just saw <laughs> boobs. She got them big old, <laughs> big old fat daddies hanging yeah. out there. Tits were out. They yeah. were out everywhere. She yells, Michael. That's <laughs> <laughs> almost what she sounded like, too. As we see an arm bring the knife down, stabbing Judith in the nipple. Wait, no. Jabbing, <laughs> jabbing, jabbing Judith multiple times as she falls to the floor. It makes orgasm sounds like yeah, she does. it's probably better than the sex she just had. There's yeah. so many odd sounds in this movie. Like mm-hmm. Judith's death. Uh, later when we get to like Annie, like Annie's like when she's yelling for. Um, I want you on the phone with Lori. No. What's the little girl's name? She's always. Lindsay. Lindsay. Yeah. Annie's annoying. Oh, dude, Abby. <laughs> Abby watched this movie with me and she was like, oh my God. This Annie girl. So we're still in a point of view uh, camera angles. We walk down the stairs and outside where a car pulls up, the camera pans out to a man pulling the mask off of a young blonde Michael Myers. These are his parents. Uh, and they just stand there and stare at him as he looks off blankly with bl- with the bloody knife still in his hand. Do you think that was supposed to be like a freeze scene? Um, you know, it would make more sense if it was. Or are they just trying to make it creepy because they just stood there. Mm-hmm. Like, well, he has a knife. They <clears throat> know the sister's in the house. And the knife is bloody. Why wouldn't they have ran in the house to check on the sister? Yeah, I thought it was kind of strange. So now that you say that, it would make more sense if it were supposed to be like a freeze frame. I feel like it was and maybe... They just stood there to do it, mm-hmm. not actually freeze it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would make more sense, but you could definitely tell they weren't frozen. They were mm-hmm. kind of still moving. Yeah. Um, is this the most famous scene in horror history, you think? The beginning it's gotta of this be movie? It's got to be up there. It's got to be up there. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think um, him like standing in the sheets is a big one. Just one that I see a lot, that freeze frame. Oh, later in the oh, movie yeah. with the eye holes cut out of it and the glasses on? Yeah. That, but also when she looks out the window and he's standing there and all the uh, sheets yeah, are blowing, yeah. I feel yeah. like I've seen that so many times. That's probably That's the more true. iconic um, 
I agree. I would think. Yeah. I agree. After that, there's so many movies that use that mm. same type of scene. Like sheets. Yeah. Like yeah. fucking Texas Chainsaw 03. Suddenly everybody <laughs> <And the> conjuring. <laughs> Suddenly and... everybody hangs up white sheets all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> what kind of savage has white sheets? You guys have white sheets? No. No. Dude, no. Mm. Uh, nope. 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 I drink <laughs> I drink too much to have white sheets. <laughs> The hotels always have white sheets, though. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. Well, I think also if you have kids, you don't have white anything. That's true, but I'll be honest. If I stayed at a hotel and the sheets weren't white, like I would be like, like what yeah. are they trying to hide That's yeah. true. at this hotel? That's this true. Fucking butt fuck hotel. <laughs> um, all right. So one more thing. This scene isn't really scary from a jump scare perspective, but the score is what makes it really scary, right? Because you have all the the high pitched sense and like the mm-hmm. eat eat noises. Mm-hmm. Plus, when this came out, this was probably considered pretty violent, I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, for sure. In yeah. 1978, I would have to think so as well. So a little kid stabbing someone to death was probably not seen before. Yeah, it's not. And I think I've talked about this on here before, that we're totally desensitized to all that. I can, I can sit and watch dinner, or watch dinner, watch TV <laughs> and eat dinner and eat pizza and watch The Walking Dead, like zombies and mm. guts, and it doesn't bother me at all. But I'd imagine 1978, probably not the it's case. It's probably pretty shocking when it came out. My I mom would... was a senior in high school when it came out, and she went to see it in theaters and said that everybody was like terrified. That oh, pe- really? People were like leaving, leaving really? because they couldn't sit through it. Yeah. Hmm. I read an interview, listened to that podcast I told you guys about. It was Halloween Unmasked, but it had Jamie Lee Curtis on there, and she was talking about at the premiere... Um, she had went to the theater and watched it or whatever, but that like until she was in the theater and like seen other people's reactions to the movie and her character mm-hmm. and like how people like legitimately wanted her to survive and get away from him that like, she was like, okay, now I, now I get it. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's um, cool. back to the score. So John Carpenter completed the entire score by himself in three days. So he, I mean, wow. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Scene two, Smith's Grove, Illinois, October 30th, 1978. Dr. Loomis is being driven in a rainstorm by a nice nurse. Do you guys remember this nurse? Yeah, she's smoking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she shows up later in Halloween H2O. That's the nurse that uh, Joseph, Gor- Joseph Gordon-Levitt, He's remember he goes mm-hmm. in? Yeah. yeah. Same nurse. Yeah, they discuss Michael, and he hasn't spoken a word in 15 years. He tells her not to underestimate it. She tells him that his compassion is overwhelming. So throughout this whole movie, Loomis has very little compassion for Michael. Oh, yeah, because she says at some point, like, you never want him to get out, do you? And he says no. Right. Exactly. Um, And he calls it it. I think she makes a comment about can't we call him Michael or Mm -hmm. something. Uh, They discuss basically back and forth. They're taking him in front of a judge, I think, is what she says. And she asks him what medicine she needs Mm -hmm. to give him when they go in front of the judge. Um, And he tells her a type of medicine was Thorazine. And he says, she's like, you want to knock him out? And he was like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, he tells her he never wants him to get out. Um, as they approach the mental hospital, we see people in gowns walking around in the storm by, uh, through the headlights of the car. Yeah, I thought that was scary. Lightning. Like, mm-hmm. if I saw that, I'd be flipping that bitch in reverse and getting out of there. And Pe- it's like storming. Yeah. So right. that like adds to it. I think because they're in those white gowns, like... It was scary, I thought. It was. And, and the only thing, the only way you can see them is through the headlights of the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the lightning. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. That might be why they used it again in Halloween 2018 mm. when the bus yeah. crashes. Be like, sorry, Loomis, you're on your own here. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of things I noticed that they kind of re- redid. Yeah. yeah. 
So Loomis gets out of the car to check the front gate. As he does, we see a person in a gown scale up the front of the car. The nurse opens her window. Why would she do that? I don't know. Mm. A hand reaches in and grabs her hair. She takes off driving, trying to fight off whomever's on top of the car, unsuccessfully. Um, finally, she jumps out of the car, and we see the person in the gown get in the car and drive away as Loomis runs up to help her. Loomis tells her the evil is gone. So we know it was Michael that got in the car and took mm-hmm. off. A couple things here. The first one, Loomis doesn't like care that if this lady's okay. He doesn't even help her get up. Did no. you guys notice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You bitch, you let him go. Uh, he's like, eh, okay, you're good. I'm going to go over here and figure this out. He's very stern with her like the whole time. Yeah. Like when she's like, oh, since when do they let them wander around here? And he's like, just go. Yeah. I feel like that's how he acts toward everybody because he's a real dick to the sheriff later too. Yeah. And we should note that he does, for a reason we'll find later, notice her matchbook. Her. Oh, is that her matchbook? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was in the car when she lit her cigarette. Oh. Okay. Well, I have a note of it later, but I didn't realize that's where it came from. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Scene three, Haddonfield on Halloween. Eerie piano music plays as we see a young girl named Lori Strode walk out of her house carrying books in a bag. Her dad comes out and tells her not to forget to leave the key under the mat at the Myers place. As Lori walks, we see a young boy run up to Lori and ask if she's babysitting him tonight and if they can carve a jack-o'-lantern and watch monster movies. Carve a jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the boy, his name's Tommy. He asks her a bunch of questions and asks why she's walking this way to school. She tells him that her dad is selling the Myers house. Tommy tells her not to go up to the house, that it's the spook house. Ooh, Ooh baby. We see Lori walk up and put the key under the mat inside. So the, the camera angle, and again, this movie has such great camera angles. That was actually very, very good. <laughs> We see the camera through the front door, right? And then we hear somebody breathing through a mask. It sounds like through a mask. <laughs> and again, great camera <laughs> angle. So you know somebody's watching her from inside of the house. Um, as Lori walks off, we see a shoulder and hear a heavy breathing again as Lori walks down the sidewalk. I guess so the only thing that bothers me about this movie is like no one else sees this weird dude just standing. I know. He's just like, walking. <laughs> you know, he's just walking around randomly yeah. at some points. Like. Throughout the entire movie. <laughs> so that's the only like thing that bugs me about this. Well, I, mean, I, I know they, it's Halloween, but still. Right. Okay. That's what I was going to say is they take the Halloween thing and kind of play on it. But so at this point in the movie, um, it seems like Lori is just an unfortunate person in the wrong place at the wrong time. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think they start to play on later. So I don't know if you guys knew this, but the original title of the movie was The Babysitter Murders, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they changed it to Halloween because they thought they would get uh, a better response if it was centralized around a certain time period or day, I guess. But um, So we see Loomis arguing with uh, the head of the mental hospital and bitching that Michael got away. Uh, the man says that he can't even drive. And then Loomis yells, he screams at this guy, well, maybe someone taught him. Yeah. <laughs> and did you notice he was parked in a handicapped spot? Loomis was? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I didn't notice. Yeah. I, I don't know why I saw well, that. Well, the nurse was driving around. How do you know he's not handicapped? He was walking just fine. Hmm. That doesn't mean maybe he has like a, a disease that requires some sort of handicap. <laughs> maybe. Sticker, perhaps cataracts or something. Maybe <laughs> looking at the guy, he looks like he can have a lot of stuff going on. But uh, yeah. so we cut back to Lori in class. The teacher's talking about uh, 
No matter what the course of action Collins took, he was destined to his own fate. Lori looks outside and we see the car from earlier in the movie that was stolen. By the car, we see a tall man in a mechanic's jumpsuit wearing an all white mask. <laughs> the teacher calls on Lori and as Lori looks back, the car and the man is gone. Shit. Uh, obviously, this person's Michael Myers, correct? Shit. Correct. We're all in agreement here. It's yeah. Mikey. It's Mikey. Mikey, <laughs> Mikey <laughs> likes it. <laughs> Little Mikey. Scene four. Leave me alone. We see three <laughs> kids teasing Tommy about the boogeyman getting him. Don't you know what happens on Halloween? Oh, poor Tommy. He says, yeah, you get candy. <laughs> yeah, fucking I love kid. your voice. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably Tommy yeah, at that get age. Candy. <laughs> yeah, you get candy. <laughs> As Tommy tries to walk away, one of the dickhead fucking asshole kids trips him. Which would be Josh. No, I wouldn't. As a kid. Dude, I was a nerd. I got <laughs> bullied in school. I did not. I was not a bullier. You that... did smash my pumpkin. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and you broke my clock. <laughs> <laughs> this was at the Halloween party, so. Okay. Grown ass man smashing people's pumpkins. Just saying. Holy cow. <laughs> I don't know if we can be friends anymore. This was just like three years ago. So. Stop it. Poor Tommy <laughs> Wallace. He gets tripped. He lands on his pumpkin, his jack-o'-lantern, and he smashes it. I mean, it just, it's crushed. That's a giant pumpkin, too. Yeah. The kids run away, and, and as he's one of the other kids is running away, he runs directly into Michael, and we hear the loud synth again. Again, mm -hmm. the scenes aren't overly scary in this movie. It's that freaking score that makes you jump. Yep, yep. So uh, Michael gets back into the station wagon and drives slowly, still watching Tommy walk. So he let the little kid go, and he's, like, watching Tommy. So, again, he's w driving the station wagon. We see Tommy walk out of the schoolyard up the sidewalk, and Michael follows him in the mm -hmm. car. Again, I think he's doing this, in my opinion, because he saw them at the Myers house earlier. And I don't know if it ever says it, but is Tommy the same age Michael was when he killed Judith? He, they look around the same they age, do don't they? Look, yeah. And I think Lori is around the same age as Judith. Oh, you know what? I never thought yeah. of that. But yeah, she probably is. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I almost like that's kind of why he's following him at this point. But we hear the famous Halloween theme music playing in the background as Michael drives up next to Tommy watching him and then he speeds off. Stalker. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, scene five. It's your own funeral. Loomis is on the phone with the Haddonfield Sheriff and letting him know that Michael is on his way to Haddonfield. He'd better be ready. If he's not, it's his own funeral. Loomis walks old. Go ahead. I was just going to say, where is he on the phone at? Oh, a fucking payphone, dude. It looks yeah. like he's out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Well, it said he was 74 miles from Haddonfield. So I guess maybe there were just payphones like out in fucking fields. I don't know. Oh, were there? I don't know. What are you looking at me for? Because <laughs> you're old as dirt, dude. I wasn't around in 1978. I mean, I, mean, I, I guess if you were out on a long stretch of road like that, how would you call me? You would have to. I just wonder if they had them like every so many miles or something. I mean, I used to, I don't know if they still do have like call boxes on the highway where you could pick up and call 911, but. That was like a legit payphone, though, right? He was inside of it. Wasn't it was a he? Booth. Yeah. yeah, it was a booth. But phone. then he like stepped out, and it was like it looked like it was like cornfields or something, like a field. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't so remember him ever being at he? like gas stations or parking lots no. of like you know. Hmm. No, that is odd. I'll give you that. It, it looked like it was out like this on like a highway somewhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, to look that up. Loomis walks over off the side of the road of the from where the payphone was at. 
and we see Phelps Garage on the side of a truck with an open door with white clothing thrown mm. around in the bushes on the ground. Shit. Oh, my God. Loomis picks up a matchbook that says the rabbit in red. Is that right? Yeah, that's the, mm. the matchbook the nurse had. Ooh, Seth, your attention to detail is second to none. I know. You sexy son of a bitch, you. <laughs> Loomis <laughs> runs off, and we see a dead man laying in the weeds. Well, now we know where he got that sweet-ass jumpsuit. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think in uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween, he turns the old red rabbit into a strip club. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Uh, I love strip clubs. I mean, what? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> putting ladies through college scene six we're from haddonfield couldn't be prouder can't hear us now hell we'll yell a little louder cheerleaders practices Lori and her friend linda walk home from school as she complains about all the things she has to do Lori complains that she has absolutely nothing to do from behind them annie runs up bitching that they didn't wait for her as linda lights up a cigarette that would be seth Guys, it dude, it totally <laughs> would be you. I was changing my tam. <laughs> the fuck? Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, the girls walk, and Annie says that Paul dragged her into the boys' locker room. Jerko got caught throwing eggs and can't come over tonight. Oh, was there another <laughs> movie where somebody was called Jerko? I feel like we made fun of that at one point. Mm. I don't know. That's just, I've never really heard that. Okay, maybe Jerko. Not. Jerko. Uh, Lori complains that she forgot her chemistry book. Linda tells her about uh, about how she forgets her books all the time. And then we see the station wagon drive by the girls. The station wagon that we know Michael Myers is driving because it has the insane asylum logo, mental hospital, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, logo on the side of the uh, car. Annie yells, hey, jerk, speed kills. Yeah. Suddenly the car slams on its brakes and then drives off. Linda and Annie discuss their plans for the evening. Annie is going to be babysitting three houses down from where Lori is babysitting. They're going to get together so that Linda and Bob can use the house to fuck. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hate that. Why? She's so annoying about it. She says it so many times. Who, Annie or Linda? Linda. Yeah. And like times Mm. where you don't really even need to say it. She's just like, yeah, totally. Totally. Anyways, <laughs> you really don't like Linda, do you? <laughs> I, I like her, but she's kind of annoying. Mm. She kind of actually has like Sherry Moon zombie vibes. Yeah, she does. I made a note about that later in my. Really? Yeah. I think just her like high pitched voice and okay, she's b- yeah. long blonde hair. It's her she's voice. promiscuous. Yeah. And slutty. <laughs> wow. <laughs> She's going to go bang in some random people's house for guns. I just want True. Rob and Sherry uh, Moon to know that I do not condone what you two are saying right now oh, okay. or agree with Seth calling I'm not saying her as a person I'm just saying like the her character you attacked her character as a as a, a strong female lead in a movie Jessica's what you did I what <laughs> <laughs> oh shut up and keep going <laughs> shit Linda walks into her house as Annie and Lori continue walking as Lori looks ahead Michael is standing out from behind a bush this is also a very iconic scene mm-hmm. like Jessica was talking about earlier when Annie looks up, he is gone. Annie walks up to the bush and yells, Hey, creep! <laughs> Annie says, Lori, dear, he wants to talk to you. He wants to take you out tonight. When Lori approaches, Michael's gone. Did you see the cigarette smoke? Oh, from John Carpenter filming? Yeah. 
don't know um, why I remembered that, but I like knew it was coming up and I watched for it and I saw it. Yeah. So during this scene, John Carpenter's smoking while he's working the camera and uh, you can see it actually roll across the, the bush, the film there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, Annie tells her that she should have a small fortune saved from babysitting. Annie walks up to her house and Lori continues on as she turns around to look for Michael. Uh Oh, I got it. I got a note here for Seth. <laughs> As she turns back around, she runs scare. into Annie's dad, Sheriff Brackett. Mm-hmm. Did you did you jump? I did. Did it scare you? Yeah, because I forgot about that part. Uh, gotcha. Got me. Do you remember what he tells her? I don't remember what he says. It's I Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. That's a little creepy. I thought he was really fucking weird. He yeah. is weird. Do you think <clears throat> he was a red herring? Like people, like we maybe wanted to think it was him. Maybe, yeah. It's possible. Since Michael was just standing there. Ooh. As Lori is walking, she sees kids trick-or-treating. Okay, so they just got out of school. What time does a normal high school let out? Like three. three Why were these kids already trick-or-treating? I don't know. I put it's like three in the <laughs> afternoon, question mark. Yeah, like who's the, like, there can't be that many people home. Right. Even. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was odd because generally trick-or-treating is from like six to eight. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. It was always dark when I went. Um, are you guys participating in Trick or Treat this year? I am not. You are not. You're coming no. here. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be here. I will also be here. Oh, fuck. You guys are both going to be here? Mm-hmm. Yes. What? There might be something <laughs> real exciting for you at the Halloween party that I'm really excited about. Oh, God. I'm not telling you what it is yet. But it's going to be fucking hilarious. I'm excited and scared all at the same time. You should be because if... It. Oh, I hope she does it because it's gonna be fucking hilarious. Oh my god! Oh god! <sighs> that being said, hmm. so this scene is clearly building up that Lori's a fucking nerd, right? Yeah, because she's all like, oh, "Look at the kids!" Like the whole, like the whole thing. Like, <laughs> oh, I forgot my book. I don't yeah. have a boyfriend. I'm not going to the dance because I don't do anything. All I, I don't have anything to do. Like she's the goody two shoes of the she group, is. right? She stands there even and was like watching the kids trick or treating. Like, <laughs> yeah, she like acts like a wow. mom or something. Like, oh, that's so cute. Like, she's just so inexperienced. Is, yeah. what it, is what it feels like. She wanted to be trick or treating. I bet <laughs> that's what it was. Trick or treating with candy. Mikey, <laughs> old Mikey. So yes. Scene seven, shut that window, Lori. Lori goes into her bedroom. Her bedroom window is wide open and air is blowing in. That's like a wicked ass breeze. I was about to say, (laughs) so we watched them walk home for 10 fucking minutes and there's no wind whatsoever. And there's like a fucking tornado blowing through the window. Like clearly somebody wanted her to go to that window to look down. Uh, So she goes over to her window and in the backyard we can see Michael. He's standing in sheets. Again, Jessica, you said you thought this, you think this is the most iconic scene from the movie i think so yeah it's, I, I just feel like it's one i see a lot i probably agree with you yeah. yeah i think so too um the phone rings Lori answers and no one's there annie calls back and asks her why she didn't answer annie tells her that she'll pick her up at 6 30 didn't annie say she had her mouth full or something she was chewing yeah like, yeah she's mm, like okay then why the fuck did you call yeah bitch <laughs> this is what people do knowing annie they hang up Lori lays down in bed saying oh, this is ridiculous so at this point does she not think that somebody's following her or does she like think that like she's seeing things like wasn't she trying to calm herself down yeah she's yeah. like oh it's okay like, yeah i'm sorry down. but like if i, I would look not out, be okay yeah <laughs> no like this guy has been following he you look out your school window he's there yeah 
he you walk home and you see him buying a bush and, and then now he's look, in your backyard nah bruh yeah no I'd be I like mm-mm <sighs> Yeah, no, I would not just lay down. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'd be like, yeah. there's something going on here. Um, okay, so we fast forward a little bit. We see Lori carrying a pumpkin out of her house and walking down the sidewalk. Um, she's clearly clearly struggling to carry this pumpkin, yeah. right? Like, maybe you should have got a smaller <laughs> pumpkin, Lori. I don't know. She's waiting for Annie at the end of the street. In the distance, she watches kids again trick-or-treating around the neighborhood. I don't uh, Maybe back then in 1978, you just, did you trick-or-treat all day? Again, I'm looking at old ass Seth over here. <sighs> I probably didn't trick or treat till the mid eighties. Okay, all right. <laughs> and it was at night. <laughs> okay. All right, I believe you. It was very strange. They were everywhere. Yeah. Like how much candy could everybody have in stock for these kids to trick or treat <laughs> all day long? In stock. <laughs> how many pieces of candy did you say you gave out last year? Seven hundred. That's insane. Yeah. That's gotta it's be nuts. expensive. It is. How People, much did that cost you? I don't even remember. Was it more than the twenty bucks I owe you? Oh, yeah. I wonder we, what kind of candy they gave out then. Oh, back then? Oh, you like, know it was shitty candy. Like candy cigarettes. Ooh. Oh, I loved those when I was a kid. Box of raisins. Box of raisins. <laughs> Is that Bo- considered a candy? A box of fucking raisins? I remember I getting just raisins. feel uh, like they yeah. would hand out weird shit like that. Lollipops. Lollipops. A Probably cart- a lot of lollipops. <laughs> I remember one time someone was giving out <laughs> little cartons of milk. Shut what? up. It's like you got at school. Yeah. Like, who the fuck does was that? Was it at least chocolate? No. White milk. Yeah. What a fucking savage that person. They're like, chug it right now. (laughs) Drink it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you leave it in your sack all day, it's just going to be curdled milk when you get home. A curdled sack of milk. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Sack of milk. Uh, That's some chunky milk, dog. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Annie arrives to pick her up. Uh, when Lori gets in the car, does she hand her a joint? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you? I said they light Lori? up a doobie. Um, <laughs> the camera cuts to Loomis in the cemetery as they walk. The caretaker tells him about a man who killed his family with a hacksaw. I. I don't know. The man shows him where the where Judith Myers' headstone should have been and is now missing. Um, he says, why do they do it, goddamn kids? Loomis says, he came home. Okay, so I have a couple questions here. How fucking heavy is a gravestone? I'd imagine very heavy. Probably pretty heavy. So and this the- caretaker that takes care of the cemetery thinks kids just picked this headstone up and went off with it well it's in the ground a certain amount it's not like yeah it's just setting on top it's still got to be heavy like yeah, these kids so. just picked it up and carried all went off with it i don't know i don't know about that but loomis is completely put off by this guy can you tell that mm-hmm. well, let's like, go try to take one and see not fuck i will you we'll want do a myth <laughs> we'll do a myth buster and see <laughs> kid can pick it up no way there's no way no. we cut back to annie and Lori driving and smoking their weed they're listening to Don't Fear the Reaper. Don't yeah, Fear are. the Reaper. 
smoking a J. Did you guys notice behind the station or mm-hmm. behind the car, the station wagon's following him? Mm-hmm. Yep. Michael's catching up with him. It's still dry. He's somebody told Michael how to drive. He just wants to take a puff. Yeah, he's like, I'm seeing that puff coming out the window. <laughs> Lori hacks on the joint. Annie talks to her about her plans this evening. As they approach the center of town, they see Annie's dad. Shit, my dad. Sheriff Brackett, and they pull over. Why would you even go up to him? That's what I put. I was like, why do they even pull over? Why do they just keep driving like they didn't even see it? I'd give him a peace sign. Hey, hey, dad, how you doing? Hey, daddy. Uh, <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? There's like literally smoke rolling out of the car. I know. Like. Reeks of weed. Uh, shit, he tells them somebody broke into the hardware store, but the only thing they stole was a Halloween mask, some rope, and a couple of knives. He thinks a couple Ooh. kids did it. Sounds like a hot night. What kind of kids are in this town? Stealing knives and ropes and... And headstones. <laughs> headstones. <laughs> it's Halloween. Those... Uh, Darn kids. Those fucking kids. As the girls drive off, we see Loomis approach the sheriff and introduce himself. As he's waiting to talk to the sheriff, we see Michael drive right behind him. Mm-hmm. We cut back to Annie and Lori driving again, discussing a, the dance that is the next day and how Lori won't ask any of the boys to go to the dance with her. As the camera pans out, we see Lori and Annie are still being followed by the station wagon. He's like riding their fucking ass, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's real close. He's mm. up in it. Like, up, whoa. <laughs> up in that ass. <laughs> like, he's got a contact buzz. That's how far up he's in mm. it. He's way, way up in there. <laughs> um, Deep. How do they not notice that he's that, like, following that close? I don't know. I feel like there's people that don't pay any attention when they're driving. You can okay. see his face. It's not tinted windows. Right. Yeah. Like, well, he's wearing a mask. The I mean. fuck? Yeah, so you can't see his face, Jess. Well, I mean, mask on. I mean, his mask. You can see his fucking mask. His white ass mask. Yeah. Yes. All right. Scene eight, the Wallace estate. <laughs> Suddenly it's dark. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's fucking it's dark. <laughs> yeah. Like, how far do they drive? Two states over? It's about an hour or so. (laughs) Oh, my God. Annie drops Lori off at the Wallace house, and she drives down the street and pulls into where she's babysitting. Well, she did pick Lori up at 6.30. Okay. What time does it get dark now? Like, Mm 7? It would probably have already... Yeah, but, I mean, it went from, like... I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, time-wise, it should have been dark, but... We see Michael pull over. He gets out of the car, and he watches Annie go into the house. The parents leave and walk to their car... Out the back as Michael watches behind a tree and we hear the mask. The camera cuts to Loomis and Sheriff Brackett at the Myers house. The sheriff tells him that no one has lived there since 1963. Every kid in Haddonfield thinks the place is haunted. Loomis says they might be right. He's so dramatic. Oh, he's very, everything he says is like, there's always like a head turn and they might be right. They might be right. <laughs> he's like the king of the one-liner. Yeah. He's got a trench coat on the whole time, doesn't he? Do you think, yeah. Do you think with his <laughs> salary that he made for this, He because he made the most money, but do you think that he was like, I'm only doing so many words, guys, so you need to yeah. condense them here. This isn't I a- could see him saying that. Yeah. As they enter the house, the sheriff finds a dog laying on the floor. The dog's still warm. Loomis says that he got hungry. Ugh. Like, really? Loomis knows this dude eats animals? The sheriff tells him that a man wouldn't do that, and Loomis tells him, oh, he's not a man. They go upstairs. <laughs> as they look around, they go into Judith's bedroom. Loomis narrates the events of that night. So he's, like, telling the sheriff what happened. Like, yeah. He's almost a mildly obsessed with this, with Michael. I oh, think. yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, awkwardly obsessed. Yeah. He's basically like, I know him best. Mm. Maybe he wants to fuck him. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know that that is entirely the case. Well, 
but maybe. Hey, they go upstairs. As they look around, they go in Judas' bedroom. Um, again, Loomis is narrating what's going on. And all of a sudden, a downspout swings out and breaks the window out, scaring Loomis. And honest to God, I jumped. I did too. I forgot about that part. <laughs> but the best part of this is Loomis pulls out a fucking gun. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot that gunner. Yeah. He tells the sheriff that he met Michael 15 years ago. He met this six-year-old child uh, with his pale, blank, emotionless face and the blackest eyes he'd ever seen. He had the devil's eyes. He spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because he knew <gasps> that what? <laughs> sounded chunky. What the fuck? <laughs> that what was behind the boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. Oh. Loomis says the sheriff should not send out an alert because people will see him on every street corner. The sheriff tells him that he'll check back in about an hour or so. Loomis is going to stay at that Myers house in case Michael comes back. So did you notice the way that Sheriff Brackett is looking at him? Like, he thinks this dude's fucking nuts. Yeah, he oh, thinks yeah. he's like making this whole thing up. But also the sheriff's fucking weird, too. The so. sheriff is weird. Loomis is weird. Uh, oops, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the sheriff... <laughs> <laughs> thought if I kept my mouth closed, you wouldn't hear it. <laughs> Clearly not the case. <laughs> Your eyes were the best part. Um, <laughs> that surprised me. <laughs> oh, goodness. Whoa. All right. Well, that's exciting. Um, <laughs> scene nine. Secret comics. Lori and Tommy are <laughs> I was like waiting for him to say something. Scene nine, secret comics. Lori and Tommy are sitting on the couch reading a book when Tommy shows Lori his secret stash of comics. Annie calls and tells Lori that she has news for her. All of a sudden, this annoying-ass dog, I think his name's Lester, it starts barking and barking, and Annie's mm. trying to talk over the dog. But outside, we see Michael looking through the window where Annie is. Um... And then all of a sudden the dog stops barking and just walks off. But, yeah, we're going to find out some shit here in a minute. I swear, this dog, I'm the only person in the world this dog hates. Mm -hmm. Annie's voice. Annie <laughs> tells Lori that she found her a date for the dance tomorrow night. As they're talking, uh, Tommy goes to the window and looks outside. He sees Michael standing on the lawn of the house that Annie is babysitting at. When Tommy gets uh, when Tommy tells Lori about it, um, I think she goes to look and he's gone at that point. Yep. We cut back to Annie in the kitchen. She spills, uh, I think, popcorn butter on her shirt. Through the glass door, we can see Michael is watching her as she undresses in the kitchen to her underwear and puts on a dress shirt. Michael's kind of pervy right here. Very. Mm -hmm. What I really like about this movie is that he's, like, always lurking. Because I think, I don't know if you guys, but, like, you ever been home by yourself and, like, you, you just feel like somebody's watching you mm -hmm. in oh, the yeah. house? yeah. Like, this movie is that. Like, uh -huh. he's outside uh -huh. of the house watching you. He, even from the very beginning, he's a little kid, and he's, like, watching them upstairs, uh -huh. his sister and the 30-second guy. Voyeur. These, these people are all very dumb, though. Oh, for sure. they all have, like, all the windows open. Yeah, all the lights on. Yes. There's usually just a door hanging yeah. open. But do you think that was how people were in 1978? Probably, yeah. Like, maybe they just maybe. didn't. They didn't expect stuff like that. My grandma lived in the country, I mean, in the 90s, and she left all her doors unlocked, windows right. open. Yeah, that's wild to me. Yeah. Even now, we don't even leave, like, the upstairs windows open when we go to sleep. Mm -mm. <laughs> oh, I do. I the upstairs windows, I'll leave those open. Really? Yeah. 
I have if, like all the like windows covered, like blinds yeah, closed or same curtains here. closed. Same here. Like the kids will be like, Dad, it's hot in here. I'm like, well, well here's a fan. Deal with it. <laughs> you know, the fucking windows. <laughs> Michael Myers would come through here. Let me tell you about the boogeyman girls. That's what I tell them. Even on the second floor? Yep. Yeah. Figure, figure, take all that effort to get a ladder and scale the roof. Oh, sure. Come on in. If you oh were... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Seth's looking for an orgy with all a right. serial killer. Um, <laughs> so Annie puts on the dress shirt. Uh, Michael accidentally runs into a potted plant that's hanging outside and makes a noise. <laughs> uh, Calls the Annie to look around, but by the time she looks around, Michael's gone. So, uh, Outside, the dog Lester is barking at Michael, and all of a sudden we hear a couple uh, yelps from you know We're inside with Annie at this point. The camera is, and we hear the yelps outside. So the camera cuts to Michael, and we see him. He's like got the dog up in the air, and he's like bear-hugging it to death, strangling it. Poor dog. That's two dogs. Two dogs dead so far. Oh. One human, two dogs. Can you imagine Seth like trying to like sneak around outside? You would just hear no. like random belches. You, oh, yeah. <laughs> Plus, I'm so damn clumsy. I'd be tripping over shit. You would be things. the worst killer. Oh yeah, <laughs> you'd hear me a coming. You'd, <laughs> you'd be bitching. Stop moving, damn it! <laughs> yeah. You just stand still for a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah. We cut to Tommy and Lori watching the thing. Tommy asks her about the boogeyman, and she tells him that there's no such thing. Halloween night is when people play tricks on each other. They were just messing with him. They're talking about the boys at school that were little pricks. Um, Tommy tells her that he saw him outside, and Lori tells him she won't let anything happen to him. They jump up and make a jack-o'-lantern. How exciting, huh? Also, how many people do you think actually say jack-o'-lantern yeah, now? Uh, mm, none. I just always say, I want to carve pumpkins. I'm carve a pumpkin. Why are you boring? I say jack-o'-lantern. You do Let's not. make a jack-o'-lantern. Can we make jack-o-lantern. a jack-o'-lantern? Back at Lindsay's. Uh, Lindsay is where Annie is at, by the way. She's taking her clothes out to the laundry room, which is in a building off the back of the house, not connected to the house. Is that yeah, normal? I thought that was odd. Like, is it out in the garage? Like, it's a detached well, garage? Like Maybe because the cars are in a detached garage, mm-hmm. but I don't know that the garage was hooked to the laundry room. It was almost like its own separate mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. Um, as she goes in the door, as she goes in the door slowly... Um, shuts i think and then we can see michael's mask through the window in the door uh annie turns around again but he's gone as she starts to wash her clothes the door shuts and she's locked in oh god and this is the scene where mm. she's yelling for Lindsay. Lindsay. <laughs> I lock myself in. uh but Lindsay's in the house she can't hear her. she's also watching the thing i think or she's watching something uh, the phone rings. Paul's calling for Annie. Lindsay goes out to tell her that uh, that, um, <laughs> that Paul's on the phone and finds her stuck in the window. This part made me laugh though, because she's like Annie answer or Lindsay answers the phone and Paul says, "Is Annie there?" Yeah, one second. She just hangs up on him. Oh, she did hang up. <laughs> just yeah, hangs you're the right. Phone up. I just thought it was funny. So when she goes out to the laundry room, <laughs> she finds Annie stuck in the window because um, she was trying to climb out, obviously. But anyway, she helps yeah. her out of the window. Uh, they go back in the house. So we find out Paul's parents are gone. And he wants Annie to come pick him up. Mm. He's trying to get a little booty call. Dang, Paul. Find a ride. Yeah, yeah. fuck you, Paul. What a loser. <laughs> God, she should say no. Poor Annie. Annie needs <laughs> to set her sights yeah. higher. She needs yeah. to set that bar up there. Like banging your no car loser ass. <laughs> right. Let me come pick you up so you can bang me in my car, Paul. <laughs> Ride your damn bike over Paul. here. Paul. You fucking Paul. loser. 
Why don't you deliver papers, Paul, and buy yourself a car, and then maybe I'll let you come over. Right? Yeah. Who the fuck does Paul think he is? See, I'm setting standards <laughs> for my girls. They know. They're not going to go pick Paul up. Like, sorry, Paul. Sorry, Paul. First off, they would never date somebody named Paul. I hope not. Okay? <laughs> Your face when you said Paul. Paul. Like, <laughs> if LB walks up to me and she's like, Daddy, I want to bring my boyfriend over. I'm like, well, first off, what's his name? If she says Paul. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely fucking not. Oh, my God. Okay. Paul. Don't bring a fucking Paul over here. <laughs> What is he like my age? Is yeah. he a fucking librarian? <laughs> a librarian? Oh god! Fucking Paul. Well, we lost she, anybody named Paul who listens to this. Honey, I think you're mistaken. I think your boyfriend's uncle Paul's dropping him off because he's fucking Paul. Who the? <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Scene ten. Poor Lori, the babysitter. Annie takes Lindsay over to Tommy's so that she can pick up Paul. Fucking Paul, man. (laughs) Paul. After Annie drops uh, Lindsay off at Tommy's where now fucking poor Lori's got to watch both these kids, Annie walks back to her car, which it's locked. Go figure. She goes into the house to get her keys. When she she gets back and into the car, she noticed that inside of the car there was moisture on the window. But did you notice when she gets back in, it's not locked? She didn't even have to use the keys? Uh Uh-uh. Because oh. I like, zoomed in right on the handle. She just opened it. Really? Yeah. Oh, good for you. Look at you. You fucking just paying attention to detail. See, if I watch these when I'm not drinking, uh-huh. I catch a lot more <laughs> a lot more <laughs> things like that. Interesting. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. But uh, from behind her, Michael grabs her and strangles her with his hands, which mm-hmm. takes forever. Does it yeah. not? Yeah. Yeah. It, she puts up kind of a fight for that. Like she, like she is, but she's not. Like she is like not dying, but she's also just kind of like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> she, she honks the horn a yeah. few times so she honks the horn and eventually he kills her but did you notice her face when she died it was kind of ridiculous yeah. it was out of control yeah abby and i like we had to pause it because we were dying laughing at her because like her eyes roll back in her head and it's like because oh, he slit her throat didn't he no he like strangles her yeah but then death. i thought at the very end he like pulled oh, a knife out dude you were paying attention I was. I'm a, I like, missed it. This is taking too long. Damn, bitch. Put a fork in it. Like, shit. The only thing that would have made this better is if he had let her drive to pick up Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and killed Paul, Paul, too. He killed Paul first. The camera cuts back to Tommy and Lindsay <laughs> watching TV. Tommy sneaks behind a curtain to scare Lindsay. And as he does, he sees across the street that Michael's carrying Annie's body back to the front yard of the house. <laughs> Michael's a savage, yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. He don't give a shit. No, just carries this half-naked girl because she's still just... Is she dressed yet or she's still on the dress shirt? I think she's got the dress shirt yeah, on. Yeah, just the dress shirt. Yeah. Tommy starts screaming that he saw the boogeyman outside. He's screaming hysterically. But he, like, loses his shit. Well, wouldn't you? What if I'd be that hysterical? Uh, you would be that hysterical now. <laughs> Maybe now, but not as a kid. I don't think I <laughs> <laughs> he was desensitized. Yeah. Lori tells him that if he doesn't stop screaming, she'll have to turn off the TV. Lindsay and Tommy sit down and continue watching the TV. Back at uh, the Myers house, Loomis is hiding outside. Two kids come up to the house and are calling each other chicken shits for not wanting to go up into the house. <laughs> so one of them eventually does walk up to the front door and Loomis 
plays like a prank on him, I guess. Uh, the kid's name is Lonnie, by the way. Another shitty name, Lonnie. Hope we don't have any Lonnie listeners out there. But uh, yeah, Lonnie, what a name, huh? Isn't that the same one that he she, or he was like, Lonnie says never to go up there. <laughs> She's like, Lonnie's going to be stuck in sixth grade forever. Probably. It's probably this fucking asshole from go earlier. Up there. <laughs> uh, so I don't remember what does what does he say to him? the kid walks up to the door and he like yells at yells does he just say like go home or something uh, like that little shit it's something remember. not very scary yeah it was kind of weak the sheriff shows up and scares Loomis which was funny I thought mm-hmm. he tells him that nothing is out of the ordinary and it will take more than fancy talk to keep him up all night hiding in bushes Loomis tells him that death has come to his little town. The sheriff tells him that he'll stay with him for the night just in case he is right. And if he's right, damn you for letting him go. Wow, the sheriff. I think sheriff, is he's buying in now. He's a little worried. Scene 11, Linda and Bob ripping each other's clothes off. So Linda and Bob pull up outside of Lindsay's house. Um, again, Lindsay is where Annie's supposed to be babysitting. Mm-hmm. Bob carries her into the house, which is completely dark. They pull up their drinking beer when they get there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you notice those old beer cans? Mm-mm. I ca- Whoa. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pardon? I like that extra. Mm, trying to clear my throat. <laughs> What's so funny, Paul? Fucking Lonnie. That's also like a 70s name. It's yeah, a shitty name, sure. dude. Lonnie. Brad. Uh, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, wow. Linda, uh, Linda and Bob turn on the lights. They start making out on the couch. The camera pans out and we see Michael's watching them from the other room. Again, Michael's coming off as kind mm-hmm. of a pervert. Um, the scene cuts to Lori, Lindsay, and Tommy putting the jack-o'-lantern on the table as Lori looks across the street and sees that Bob's van is in front of Lindsay's house. Everyone is having a good time but me. Poor Lori. The phone rings and we see that Linda is talking to Lori and tells her that Annie isn't there. Uh, Lori tells her she went to get Paul. Linda and Paul go upstairs and are having sex by jack-o'-lantern light. <laughs> in some <laughs> random people's bed. That you don't know. Yeah. I don't know that I wouldn't do that probably. They're teenagers. Like yeah. if you're a teenager, yeah. you think you would care. Anywhere I'm, you can fuck, you're going to fuck. I'm an right. old man and I still, you know, I carry that philosophy <laughs> with me. I'm an old man. <laughs> uh, the phone rings and Bob gets vis- visibly pissed. He's not happy. He takes the phone off the hook and they go back at it. As they're having sex, a shadow goes across the wall and the heavy synth plays again. <laughs> we see Michael's shadow behind them. But, you know, he is considerate because he does let them finish. Yeah. And as they do, they light up cigarettes. Linda tells Bob to go get her a beer. Oh, Bob. Bob says the worst possible thing. I'll be right back. Oh, and don't get dressed. Gosh. Bob Mm. should know better than that. Bobby boy. The problem is Bobby wasn't around for Randy's rules. If he'd been around for Randy's rules, he would know you don't say I'll be right back. Never. As Bob gets beers out of the fridge, back door, the back door behind him opens slowly. He goes to check on it, thinking it's Annie, but no one's there. <laughs> he checks the closet door, calling Linda an asshole. As he does, Michael darts out of the closet, strangling Paul with one hand. He lifts him up with one hand and takes a butcher knife, stabs him through the stomach, nailing him to the door. At this point, we see Michael do his back and forth head nod while he stares at Bob. I don't know if this would be possible. 
Um, I agree. The physics of this is not likely. Mm-mm. Unless they just rammed it in there so far. Ooh. Well. <laughs> That's another one they recreate in the new is it? Halloween. Yeah. It is. It is. I don't think you could stab somebody and that knife would hold them up, Mm-mm. in my no, opinion. No, I, I, I don't think it would. Unless it's wide enough and you do it like sideways. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, well, wouldn't it be le- more flimsy sideways? It'd be like, like oh, a, probably. It'd be like the floppy dick you were talking about with the vampire <laughs> sheet there. I guess it depends on how far you get It'd it in. It'd have to be like all the way in. But if you did it the other way, I feel like it. Yeah. they could just like mm-hmm. slide down yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Know. That's true. Hmm. Yeah, probably not realistic that that would happen. My question is, um, he strangles him with one arm, pulls him all the way up, right? Mm-hmm. But it took him four days to kill Annie with both hands. <laughs> Annie must have been more resilient. I think Bob was a little bitch. Or Bob's a little bitch. That's what it was. Yeah. He was a bitch. <laughs> you just liked his, gla- uh, his glasses turned John. I did. Is that what it was? It's hot. So uh, John Carpenter actually uh, did not give any direction whatsoever with the head nod thing. That was just the actor did that on his own. Hmm. And I think that's probably one of the most um, significant Michael Myers traits, right? One is that he doesn't run, but two is that he does like the head back and forth thing. Yeah. He's like a pug. Ooh, a pug? They, they do yeah. like... Hmm. <laughs> He's like a pug. The scene cuts back to Linda in bed, filing her nails as the door opens and we see a sheet with two eye holes cut out and Bob's glasses on the outside. Let's take a break. She's filing her nails in somebody else's bed. Right after they fucked. What do you think are on those nails? (laughs) Semen. (laughs) Linda thinks it's Bob and shows him her tits, asking if he sees anything he likes. (laughs) See anything you like, cowboy? Uh, the sheet won't talk to her, obviously. <laughs> so, she, so she tells him she'll get her own beer. And she gets up and calls Lori on the phone. As Lori answers the phone, Michael walks up behind Linda with the sheet still on and begins to strangle her with the phone cord. Lori here uh, can hear Linda squealing and moaning as Michael strangles her. <laughs> as Linda falls to the ground, Michael stands up and we see the mask close up i think this is the first time that we actually see his mask that close yeah yeah um so yeah i think it's significant but we'll talk more about that later Lori checks on the kids who are sleeping upstairs poor Lori. well she looked out the window after <clears throat> the phone call and she sees like the light turn off and on in the house yeah and she's kind mm. of like she's like Ooh. yeah she doesn't think anything about it Poor Lori. Because then she calls back again. I think she thought was a little concerned or thought something was happening. Because yeah, she, she like had like a weird look when she saw the light flash. Because yeah, then she tried to call back. She only let it ring twice and then hung up and went upstairs. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Who was flashing the light? I don't Mikey. know. You just see it from across the street. Like Mikey. the lights in the house go on and off. Oh. Or off and on. I don't remember It's got to it be was. him because yeah. everybody else is dead. dead. Yeah, that makes sense. Why would he... Why would he do that? Though? He's signaling. He's Lauren, trying to. Lure, he's he's trying to lure her over. Oh, <laughs> well, because this is what triggers her to check on the kids and then go, <laughs> and then actually go across the street. <laughs> okay. okay, you got like really like wide with it. <laughs> but I don't know what you do inside that thing. Nobody can see Shoot. this right now, but we're making uh, come hither motions with our fingers. <laughs> 
Oh, is that to, what that was? Trying to hit that G spot. Scene 12, outside of the Myers house. Lori to the rescue. Loomis still outside the Myers house, looks around as he suddenly sees the station wagon that Michael stole. So he literally turns around and sees the station wagon. Yeah, I had mm-hmm. a question about that. As he's been standing outside for hours, yeah. he's like, oh, there, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> Uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> he, ru- he runs up to the car as the camera cuts back to Lori, who is going over to check on Annie. I'm mm. guessing it was because of the lights flashing. Yeah. Lori slowly exits the house and walks over to the Lindsay's house. As she does, we notice that some of the lights turn off inside of the house as she gets closer. No one answers the front door, so Lori walks around the side of the house, yelling for Linda and Annie. The back door is still open, and Lori walks in yelling for Linda, Annie, and Bob. She walks in and shuts the door behind her. Lori walks through the kitchen and is investigating the house, which appears to be empty. Lori thinks that they are trying to scare her, and she tells them that the joke is over as she keeps yelling for them. She goes up the stairs slowly and sees a light on at the end of the hallway behind a door. As Lori goes into the bedroom, we see Annie laying on the bed with uh, Judith Meyer's headstone positioned behind her like a gravesite. I thought this was pretty cool. Where did the head? Do we see him carry the headstone in though? Mm. At no, no point, it just kind of shows up there. But I guess I thought, I thought it was kind of weird because I didn't ever see Michael as like a killer that would stage anything like that. Like I feel like yeah. he would just kill somebody and be done. Like mm, that's true. Like why her and why the headstone with Linda? I don't know. It was Annie, yeah. wasn't it? Oh yeah, Annie, because Linda's mm-hmm. in the closet. Yeah, cupboard. <laughs> She backs up against the wall, and we see Bob swing from the closet doorway and almost hits Lori. As she turns, she sees that Linda is in the closet dead. Lori goes back out of the hallway and leans up against the wall, clearly freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, behind her, you can see Michael's mask start to show in the shadows of the doorway. Um, this is probably my favorite shot from the whole movie. I think we posted this one on Instagram a couple of days ago, but you see Lori backing up against the wall. She's just found all of her dead friends. And you see Michael's mask just like lurk behind her coming out of the shadows. Mm-hmm. And again, it's an all white mask. Um, so I don't know. It's probably my favorite shot from the whole movie. It is. It is. It's creepy. It is creepy. And it's like, it's, I think it gives a good, like, so Michael has been like lurking in the shadows the whole movie, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Following Lori. I don't know that he was necessarily out to get just Lori, but like he's been following her predominantly. Right. And she's just found all of her friends and all of a sudden this mask just comes out of the shadows. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I like that scene. Might be my favorite scene. I don't know. Even the sloppy stab scene here in a second. <laughs> he goes to stab Lori and just, just gets her arm, uh, the arm of her shirt. Um, like what? <laughs> yeah. It was kind of weird looking. It was just a, what was he thinking? It well, it wasn't even like a full stab mm-hmm. down. It was like just he was peel like peel off a piece of your blouse here, like slow motion. <laughs> stay. It was really awkward because he was like right behind her. I mean, that's a pretty bad miss. I agree. For being that close, and then the next part, she flips down the stairwell, but is somehow not hurt. If she fell down the steps like that, I think she'd have like at least something broken. Oh she yeah, didn't fall down the steps. She flipped over the top, over the rail, rail and fell. Yeah, like straight down. Ugh. She would have been hurt. We see Michael walk down the steps. Uh, actually, I thought he walked down the steps pretty quickly. And I've watched this movie a ton of times, and I don't remember him ever walking that fast at any point. But he, he looked like he was like kind of <laughs> hustling down yeah. the steps. He's thinking his mind, he's like, shit, shit, shit. She's getting away. Shit. <laughs> I missed, I missed, I missed. 
<laughs> I just cut her blouse. Um, yeah, again, I think that's the fastest I've seen him walk in any of the movies. But um, Lori's able to get away. She continues to run from him. She shuts the door um, as Michael breaks through it. So she's locked herself in another room. It's but in the kitchen. But Michael breaks through the door. Mm-hmm. Lori gets outside and goes up to a house beating on the door. The porch light turns on. You can see the person inside of the house. This is a neighbor um, behind a glass window, but obviously won't let her in. That um, was kind of shitty. Uh, again, as Jessica said earlier, Halloween 2018 yeah. kind of played homage to some of the stuff from the original, which that does happen in 2018, but the people aren't pricks and actually open the door. Plus, yeah. Michael did like lock her in the house. Remember, he jammed the rake up against the door. Yes. Yeah. yeah so she had to break it, and yeah. She's a badass, dude. Yeah. I don't want to come up on my favorite line oh, of boy. the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I didn't miss it. Lori runs back to Tommy's house, but the door is locked across the street. We can see Michael walking back around the house and now onto the street. The keys. Oh, the God. <laughs> I remember the time we watched it all together. We thought that was the <laughs> most funny thing. <laughs> yeah, she yells the keys like... <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, we also have to keep in mind, this was her first acting job. (laughs) Yeah. So she wasn't like a a solidified actor. Well, she could have been directed to do that, too. (laughs) That's true. But in everything I've read, I don't think John Carpenter did a lot of directing to these actors. Yes. He was pretty stressed out, fucking knit-fitting throughout it. (laughs) The key. Uh, Laura's uh, yelling at Tommy to answer the door. Um, she throws a potted plant up against the top of the house to wake Tommy up inside the house. Um, Lori does get in. Tommy wakes up, lets her in. Inside, she call, tries to call the police, but the lines are dead. Shit. We see that inside of the house, the windows are open. Why are all these windows open in all these houses? I don't know. Lori sends Tommy upstairs and leans down by the couch. She pulls a knitting needle out from a ball of yarn when suddenly Michael pops up from behind the couch and tries to stab her with the knife. Misses again. Another bad stab, Mikey. She immediately (laughs) stabs him in the neck with the knitting needle, sending him backwards onto the ground. He drops the knife. Lori picks it up, but as she sits down on the couch, she tosses it across the room. couple things here. This man that we just watched strangle another grown man Hold him up with one hand. He's hurt by this knitting needle. It was right in the neck, though. He falls down and drops the knife from a knitting needle. She jammed it in there pretty far. (laughs) (laughs) She really got up in there. Okay. All right. Scene 13. He's here. I found the car. Loomis is outside walking around the neighborhood looking for Michael. The sheriff pulls up and Loomis tells him that he found the car. He's here. We cut back to Lori, who is telling the kids that she killed him. Tommy tells her that you can't kill the boogeyman. When behind Lori, we can see Michael coming up the (gasps) steps. Shit. Fuck. She puts the kids back in their room, and she goes in another room. Lori gets in the closet and pulls the door shut. So let me get this straight. She puts the kids in a room by themselves, and she goes to a different room and hides Mm. in the closet. I thought they were in the same room. No, the kids were in a different room. Did you notice she opened the balcony doors? Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, so I was yeah. like, okay, is she doing that so he thinks mm. she left? I bet so. He, She probably wants him to think she went out the balcony. That's why she hides in the closet. Yeah. Lori, mm. you smart gal. Yeah, so she wasn't totally dumb. I don't know. We'll see. The doors have vents in them. Hmm. And she slash we can see someone approaching the door. So the, the, the whatever you just said didn't fucking matter because it didn't help no. at all. He, he went came straight right to, to the, the closet. closet. <laughs> 
<laughs> we are simpatico, my friend. Simpatico. Michael continues to shake the door for a long period of time before just breaking through it. I don't know why he didn't do that to begin with, but that's okay. Yeah. He grabs the light cord, turning on the light, as Lori grabs a metal coat hanger. Michael turns to face Lori as he as she stabs him in the eye with the uh, wire hanger and making Michael drop his knife in the closet. Again, why is he dropping his knife so much? She did just stab him in the eyeball. You're a Michael apologist. He's a human at this point. Is right? he, though? Is he? I mean, Lori picks up Michael's knife and stabs him with it. Once again, Michael falls down to the ground unconscious. Hmm. Lori slowly creeps out of the closet and walks by Michael, who is laying on the floor of the bedroom. What do you guys think of this scene? Again, this is another pretty... This movie has a ton of iconic scenes. But the closet the, scene's iconic. Very sure. iconic. I would say so, yeah. Especially because it keeps like hitting the light chain and the light's going off mm-hmm. and on. And she's... Yeah. Still. Stabs him in the eye with the coat hanger. He drops the knife. I think she stabbed, did she stab him in the shoulder with the knife or where does she stab him at? When yeah, she, chest or shoulder. Yeah, it was like that. And area. then he falls over and he's out again. I don't know. It's definitely a scare. It's, I don't know if it's scary, but it's iconic. Everybody mm-hmm. remembers it. It's one you can get on there and search. If you search Halloween, that's probably one of the pictures that would come up, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Lori tells Tommy and Lindsay to go a few houses down and tell them to call the police and send them over to the house. The kids leave and Lori sits down in the doorway. Behind her, we see Michael sit up I said he sits up Undertaker style. Yeah, that's like creepy, <laughs> yes. like where you just sit straight up. Did yeah. you guys watch the WWF? Not really. Oh, yeah. So the Undertaker, the character, yeah, that's how he sits up in the, the wrestling thing. You know, for all you wrestling nerds out there, <laughs> Tommy and Lindsay run out of the house screaming, and Loomis happens to be in the vicinity. Go figure, Loomis. Right place, right time, mm-hmm. Loomis. Uh, we cut back to Lori. Michael approaches her slowly, grabbing her and attempting to strangle her. Loomis runs up the steps just as Lori pulls Michael's mask off to reveal his actual face. Um, so he looks just like a normal person, right? Except for his fucked up eye where yeah. she stabbed him in the See, eye. See, I don't, I didn't remember that they pulled his mask off. Mm, so that yep. was a surprise yeah. for me. I was like, oh, ooh, ooh. What'd you think of his face? <laughs> I mean, it looked okay in the dim lighting. Okay, yeah. So Nick Castle, the actor that generally plays Michael Myers in this movie, was not the guy with the face. Oh, uh, was he like too ugly or something? Uh, maybe, oh. maybe, possibly, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Loomis, uh, he shoots Michael six times in the chest as Michael stumbles backwards and falls off the balcony. Lori asks Loomis, what's the boogeyman? Loomis tells her, as a matter of fact, that was the boogeyman. Loomis goes back to the window to look at Michael, and we see that despite being shot six times by Loomis, he is gone, no longer laying below the balcony. Shit, fuck. Shit, fuck, shit, fuck, 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 Loomis shit. is still like such a drama queen. Yeah. Always. <laughs> Always. That was the boogeyman. That, as a matter of fact, that was. <laughs> the Halloween music starts to play as the camera pans to Loomis looking out the window blankly. The camera pans to all of the rooms um, that were basically destroyed um, throughout the movie during Michael's terror as it stops on the Myers house. We can hear breathing through the mask as the screen pans to black and the credits roll. The end. All right. See you guys. Son of a <laughs> bitch. What a great movie, huh? It's really good. Huh? Mm-hmm, girl. It's a good. Oh, man. What'd you guys think? Were you happy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I always enjoy watching this. Her. Oh, oh shit. Just because Mike is flopping on the floor. is happening? She risked it all. <laughs> she risked it all. <laughs> she risked it all. Oh, shoot. All right. Well, hey, you know what? It's time 
for the stabby section. Do you guys already know what you're going to rate this movie? Uh, no. Yep. Oh, shit. She's on it. Well, just a quick rundown. Stabbies, we rate every movie with a Stabbies rating. That's a one. Well, hell, sometimes zero if you got the platform. Zero through five rating. Our previous movies. So leading the way right now, we've got The Ring with a 4.7 average Stabbies. We got The Conjuring. Jess, that was your last episode. 4.7 tied with The Ring. Scream, 4.63. And Texas Chainsaw with a 4.53. So the top... Three movies again. The Ring and The Conjuring are tied. Are my picks and Jess's pick. Seth, you got to get you got to get a movie up there, buddy. Can we just get on with this? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, God. okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> at the bottom of the barrel, Seth is Killer Condom with a 1.5. I know what you did last summer with a 2.8 and Beetlejuice with a 3.27 average. Dabby's rating from the horror movie crew. You guys excited? So I am fucking stoked, son. <laughs> Seth, Horror Movie Crew episode. What is this? Eight, this is actually 18 to see you guys know. 17? Yeah, I was just going down through. Oh. Did we... Fuck, it is 17. I screwed up. Sorry. Yeah, 17 done missing off the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I just changed that 8 to a 7. I think it's I said good. 16 earlier. That's fine. HMC, 17. Halloween. We've been waiting, Seth. We've been waiting to do this movie. What did you rate this movie? 4.5. Ooh. 4.5 mm-hmm. from Seth. That's up there for you. Yeah. Eh, you're pretty you're a pretty favorable raider. You got rear window at 4.8. Conjuring, 4.6. Ring, 4.5. Jess, mm. HMC, 27. 17, 11, 12, whatever episode this is. What do you give Halloween? A 3.8. Ooh, a 3.8. I thought that's a little low. Really? Surprised me a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to like, you want to yeah. expand upon? It's all because of the slowness. It's slow. Yeah. And Beetlejuice. We all agree on this. This isn't my pick. Like, this is all of our picks. <laughs> Beetlejuice, no. It doesn't have anything to do with Beetlejuice. I've let the Beetlejuice thing go. What do you call it? A revenge a revenge stabby? A revenge stabby. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. No, it's, I just think it's... I like it and everything, but it's the slowness of it. It's slow. It does. It's 90 minutes, but it does come off fairly slow. I agree. Um... All right, my turn. Seth, you ready for this long-winded? No, you could just give us the rating and not have to explain it every time. Uh, I'd like to hear your full explanation. Thank you. That's why I'm glad you're here. When you're not here, Seth just bullies me, and it's (laughs) uncomfortable for everybody, probably. Even listeners, I bet. It's not, but... It's uncomfortable for me. It's like I'm back in high school. People putting shit sandwiches in my locker. Oh, no. (sighs) Oh, no. (laughs) I... Love this movie. I think you guys probably already knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, is it my favorite movie? No, it's not my favorite horror movie. But it's up there. I'm going to give this movie a 4.9 Stabby rating. Wow, Holy I didn't think shit. it'd go that high. 4.9 Stabby's rating for a few reasons. I feel like it, it was uh, in 1970. It really started the slasher craze. I granted... Um, Text Chainsaw came out before this, I think. But this was really the one that did it. Hang on, I gotta grab my phone. Hang on. Excuse me. This was it. This was the one that did it for me. Yeah. But we can talk more about that 
during getting lit and talking shit, which we're going to jump into right now. Son of a bitch. Are you guys excited? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I wish I had like one of those air horns. (laughs) Now we have one. We'll forever have one. So what do you two horror movie crew critics think the critics of Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie? 96%. Oh. Oh, shit. It's on on the shelf. I was like, that seems oddly specific. You seemed very confident yeah, about it. Uh, was My bad. Confident. My bad. Yeah, so the critics of Rotten Tomatoes gave this a 96%. That's 71 people that uh, voted. The audience at Rotten Tomatoes, they actually gave it an 89%. It's kind of odd for the audience to be below the critic. but I think these older movies get a, a more favorable rating, don't you? From the critics, for sure. Yeah. Because didn't the birds have a really high... Uh, yeah, the yeah. birds was way up there. Yeah. The audience at Rotten Tomatoes on 303,000 ratings. It's got an 89%. IMDb gave it a 7.8 out of 10, which is 78%. What do you guys think we gave it? Like a 4.2? Ooh, close. Yeah. 4.4. 4.4. Yeah. 4.4 average stabbies rating. That's an 88% from the horror movie crew. 4.4 out of 5. It didn't take the it didn't take the top position though. Mm-mm. It's actually below Scream Two. What is? Well, yeah, we got the Ring, The Conjuring, Scream, Text Chainsaw O Three, Scream Two, and then it would be Halloween. Hmm. Whoa, crazy, 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 Oh, shoot. So the movie had a $325,000 budget at the box office and made between $600 and $700 million. I don't know why it says between there. Does that make sense to you guys? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah, mine either. Betwixt. 60 to 70. I don't know. Must be for, um, uh, you know, inflation maybe or something. Maybe they didn't have a good way of calculating that at the time. Maybe that's what it is. Jessica. What was your favorite scene from the movie? You know what? It's probably the sheets scene. Ooh, you I like just, those sheets. I like the sheets scene. Have you ever eaten at a sheets? Um, the gas station? I have like yeah. gotten probably <laughs> road snacks from there before, uh-huh. but that's about as far as that's gone. <laughs> I have actually eaten at a sheets. <laughs> you look like the kind of guy that would uh, be like, let's find a sheets. <laughs> no, we stopped there for gas and they had like a whole counter where you could get like chicken fingers yeah they got it all burgers and what'd you get probably chicken fingers he got a chicken fingy you know he did (laughs) i love chicken fingers did it give you the sheets (laughs) no actually it didn't oh well that's for you that's surprising (laughs) yeah that is for me do you remember seth when he was telling you about his rallies experience (laughs) i can't eat rallies that's like oh yeah it gives you the shits yeah (laughs) Like within 10 minutes. Like, like anytime Rallies is mentioned, he's like, oh, I can't have Rallies. It gives me the shits. <laughs> the shits. I fucking meet this guy. We go out for lunch. We're driving to where we're going. We drive by Rallies. <laughs> and he goes, yep, Rallies gives me the shits. <laughs> like just met him. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, well, I was making sure we weren't going there. <laughs> so we weren't going to make it back to work. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Seth, what was your favorite scene from the movie? Ah, this is a tough one. Mm-hmm. Probably the opening scene. Mm. I think for the me. The hair lip pumpkin? <laughs> the hair lip pumpkin. It does have a hair lip. <laughs> Young Michael. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Again, I think it's it's probably, in my opinion, one of the most famous scenes mm-hmm. in, in horror history. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine, just from a, strictly my favorite scene in the movie, was when he appears behind Lori after she finds all of her friends dead. Ah. So, I already said that. Um, Seth, what was your favorite kill in the movie? Hmm. I think it's going to be Annie's. Really? Yeah. Why? She, I just she was most annoying to me. So it was kind of uh, satisfying. Lindsay. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Jess. Bobby boy. Bobby boy. I'm torn between Bob and um, Linda. Mm. Because I like how he like kind of put on the sheet. And he yeah. had to go through a lot of effort to find the sheet, cut the holes in the sheet, put the, the glasses actual, like, on. I like part. that he put the glasses on. Yeah, that was kind of goofy. The kill itself, I agree, was a little weak. Yeah, I feel like the strangle with a phone cord isn't overdone. Yeah, it's a little weak. Yeah. But the build up to it, I think, is what I liked. Oh, mm-hmm. the build up. The build the up. The foreplay. I'm a big fan of the foreplay. No. <laughs> you know? Sometimes if you're good at the foreplay, you don't even need to go to the rest of the way. There you go. Hey, put that on a t shirt. <laughs> uh, so did you guys notice anything weird about the trees in this movie the trees yeah oh because it wasn't actually filmed in the midwest no it was filmed in <laughs> california oh, yeah, yeah they, you can tell they tried like hell to cover up the palm trees did you see some mm, i honestly before like looking into it i hadn't noticed any like outright noticed them but like after i'd seen it it was like oh, okay yeah mm-hmm. you can see them if you look yeah um, that town, like, I mean, I don't know if it was like a state, was it all a stage set or did they actually like, no, they filmed around, they actually relocated the Myers house at one point. Um, oh yeah. I read like a whole article about that. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. It's still around. It is. They had to relocate it. Mm-hmm. Cause like, were they tearing down houses in the area or whatever? Yeah, they're putting a hospital in. Yes. So some guy drove by, happened to drive by and said he'd buy it for like, was it like a dollar or something? I don't remember. And had it moved to where it is now. So it got wow. saved. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But it is, it's a, I think it's a, an historical landmark now, so mm-hmm. it cannot be torn mm-hmm. down. Um, it's so believed to be cool. the oldest, oldest existing frame house in Ooh, Pasadena. Yeah. Wow. wow. We should go check it out. Ugh, then I have to go to California. It's a long, <laughs> it's all the way, it's all the way across the United States. That's way too far we'll to go. We'll take a train. Ooh, that'd be fun. We'll stop at every haunted thing on the way we can find. God, how long would that take us to do, you think? A long time. Like It'd weeks? Weeks. 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 From we're stopping? Yeah. yeah. I don't have weeks. Can't do that. Can't do no train. Again, the original title <laughs> for the no movie train. was The Babysitter Murders, but due to budget cuts, they could only have the movie take place on one night, so they picked Halloween, the scariest night. So that's why they changed the name of the movie. How about that, huh? Mm-hmm. So, did you guys know that the um, Michael Myers mask is a William Shatner mask? I think everybody knows yes. that. We had a trivia thing about it, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not actually a Captain Kirk mask. I didn't know this. So, obviously, William Shatner plays Captain Kirk on Star mm-hmm. Trek. Um, it's from a movie called The Devil's Reign, I think. 
Oh, I don't know what that is. It's actually you should Google it on your phone because you can see it. So he there's like some um, I don't know. He's like uh, tortured or like some some uh, like witchcraft is done to him, and it like makes his face real big, and it's, it, it actually looks like the Michael Myers mask. But they took it. I think Ew. they they painted it white. They removed the eyebrows and then the sideburns from it. Um, oh yeah, it does. Yeah, so it's actually from the Devil's Reign. It's not actually the Captain Kirk mask, believe it or not. Interesting. Oh, and the house was relocated in 1987, Seth. Same year I was born. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Okay. Cray. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so Deborah Hill helped John Carpenter write this. She was his girlfriend at the time. And I learned all this from the... Um, Halloween Unmasked documentary or podcast that I listened to, she actually helped him write most of the female parts, which I think probably speaks to, because again, I said he didn't do a lot of directing or tell Nick Castle what to do with Michael, so I'm assuming he didn't do that with the female actors, but Mm -hmm. it sounds like Deborah Hill had quite a bit to do with the, not just the writing, but how the actual actors portrayed the characters, so I thought that was cool. Because generally you... uh, associate Halloween with John Carpenter, right? Right. So I had no idea who Deborah Hill even was until I listened to that documentary. And it actually sounds like she had just as much to do with it as, as he did. Oh, Debbie. Yeah. Debbie. (laughs) Deb. (laughs) And, uh, Carpenter and Deborah Hill both admit that virginity has had nothing, had no significance to the escape from the horror movie. So, you know, again, in scream, one of Randy's rules is you never have sex, right? Right. So their theory was that it wasn't that if you had sex, you died. It was just that more of the kids that were having sex were preoccupied with other things. And Lori was not having sex, wasn't around boys. She basically was more alert and aware and was able to kind of pay more attention to what's going on. As opposed to obviously Linda and Bob who were banging and drinking beer. Yeah. They let their hormones get in the way. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Who knows? All right. Last fun fact. So as everybody knows who's ever watched these movies, um, in Halloween 2, you find out that Lori is Michael's sister, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Apparently, that was never supposed to be the case. Um, they gave John Carpenter a bunch of money to write Halloween 2 and do Halloween 2 because they didn't make hardly any money on the first one. He and Deborah Hill didn't. They kind of got screwed out of it. So trying to cash in on Halloween 2, um, that's when he said he bought a six-pack of beer, sat down, and wrote Halloween 2, and that's what he came up with, is that Lori was Michael's sister. Oh. But that was never the intention. Interesting. So I think our analysis at the beginning of the movie that Lori just happened to be an unfortunate person, wrong place, wrong time. Yep. I wonder what the six pack of beer was that he got if it was Miller Lite. Did you know it was fucking Miller Lite? No, it, it was Schlitz. Schlitz. <laughs> Schlitz. It was just Natty Light. Natty Light. <laughs> I don't mind Natty Light, to be honest with you. No. It's not terrible. It'll give you the sheets, though. It probably would. Yeah. Seth, if you were going into sheets, would you grab a hot dog and a 12 pack of Natty Light? Probably. Would that give you the sheets? No, it shouldn't. Ah, I'm so funny. I'm so fucking funny. A hot dog sandwich. All right. So, hot hey, listen. Dog Sammy. Next episode. Have we decided what fucking episode this is? Is this 17? 17. So, next one is going to be HMC 18. 18. 
We are not doing picks this month. It's going to be Halloween 2, which I just mm. blew for everybody that hadn't seen it yet. <laughs> Lori Strode is Michael Myers' sister. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that's all I got. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? Halloween 1978. Nope. Nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Just Nothing. the keys. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay. And fuck Paul. Yeah. yeah. Fuck Paul. Fucking Paul's a douche. Except for Paul Rudd. Yeah. That's the only oh, good Paul. I like Paul Rudd. I like Paul Rudd. He's the exception. Makes you feel bad now, don't you? Yeah. No, because he was in a, the shittiest Halloween movie of all time. What if he listens to this and you went on that Paul rant? Yeah. I mean, I apologize to any Pauls out there that listen. Like, I don't <laughs> not like you as a person. I used to give a shitty name. Dude. It's not a shitty like, name. Sorry, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay. We're out of here. Bye. Bye, all. Bye. It's a neck dildo. It's a neck dilly.